Hi, my name's Becca. And I'm Morgan. And my name's Danelle. And this is a Listen Up podcast. Welcome back to another episode of the Listen Up podcast. In today's episode, we are talking about March and April of 2020. In today's episode, we're going to round up the month of March and April where lockdown took place. How do you guys find lockdown then? I think March can literally be summed up by COVID and Tiger King. Firstly, in March, I didn't, I like, to be fair, once you, the beginning of the month, I could kind of see it was, obviously COVID was getting a lot more serious. Um, and then, as I booked to go to Paris um, for my birthday, and we were kind of sussing it out to see if we could still go. And I think it was like a couple, like the week beforehand, my dad was like, I really don't think you should go. Like this is getting really bad. And I was like, it's only two days. I'm sure I'll be fine. But obviously in the back of my head, I was really freaking out. You know, you're like, I didn't want to, because um, obviously my friends were still down to go and I didn't want to be the one that was like, nah. Mm-hmm. So I was like, oh my God, what if I catch COVID? <laughs> um, but then honestly, we were, we, I kind of said, like, guys, I don't think we should go. We should probably just wait and, like, go. We can go another time. And then I checked our flights, and our flight there arrived. We were still going ahead, but our flight back was cancelled. And then they put us on another flight. If we'd gone, they put us on another flight, and that flight was then also cancelled. And the day we were supposed to arrive in Paris, the army were deployed. So we literally would, and we would literally have been stranded in Paris for like I don't even know how long because we would have had to pay so much money to get on a flight back in the middle mm-hmm. of COVID. Very stressful. I like it was obviously touch and go because I knew it was serious. And you know, you're like, mm-hmm. it's only two days, like it's okay, this could be fine. And that sounds really irresponsible, but at the time was, we didn't really know too much about it, still, did we? I still had a feeling it was going to be bigger than it, like what it was. Yeah. I had a feeling we were going to be hit really hard by it. And I was like, because again, they were all talking about like, oh, it's fine. Like, uh, we've not had the peak yet. Like all this kind of stuff. No one kind of knew the symptoms. Mm-hmm. Like we knew symptoms, but there wasn't like a, I think in the middle of lockdown is when they actually put the, this is the symptoms of it. Like the main, the proper, proper one. To be yeah, it was, it was really like confusing with like the cold and stuff at the very beginning. It was just, oh, if you've got a cough. But I didn't really explain too much. And I think it was like, oh, if you've got a cough, don't come into work. I was like, mm, how do I know if this is just a like winter cough, though? Mm. And I think the UK lockdown, I think the biggest thing oh, to this day, every time I see that picture, I get to my nerves, is the panic buying. Did any of you panic buy? Did not panic buy. I remember pe- like, when it, the people were just getting all the toilet paper and stuff. Like when we had, because I was at work for that first two weeks. Um, and everything was like, oh, it's fine and stuff. And then it was those first few weeks before lockdown actually begun where panic buying was starting to happen. I think people were kind of getting word that we might be going into lockdown. And I remember that literally in the toilets, so the toilets of the uni, there was no toilet paper. Like people were literally stealing the toilet paper from the actual toilet cubicles in uni. And they had to like lock and key all of the actual like toilet rolls away. 
I feel like that's when I was like, oh, damn, this is actually <laughs> something real. No, I remember seeing that picture of, like, um, the elderly community and, mm. like, these shops. Like, no, there's, like, no no more toilet paper or, like, any, like, central left for them. It was horrible just to see, like, how people were so inconsiderate and buying. They literally thought it was, like, oh, no, we're going to be locked down for a year. I'm not going to mm. be able to, like, wipe my bum. I actually don't understand the toilet paper thing. Like, it get things like pasta and food and like dry foods that don't perish. I get that if it's that whole thing of oh, you're not going to be able to get out of the house. But I don't know what kind of family is getting through like twenty boxes of toilet paper in three weeks. Mm-hmm. It's like it's, we didn't know how long it was going to last. Yeah, but I don't know. Just of all the things, the toilet paper just didn't make sense. And then it started happening again in this second lockdown. Like, did we not learn anything from the first time? Toilet paper will be restocked. It's okay. Thanks. Again, <laughs> yeah, honestly, yeah, yeah, in this new one. Oh my god! I think the funny thing for me, like, it was so awkward because obviously we buy for two households, so we would have like mm. bags of toilet roll, of, like twelve in our basket, and we'd just be like, "This is for my grandma." <laughs> not panic buying. Like, we're not panic buying. We're just buying. We never bought over what we needed, except I bought the like for lockdown. I bought so many snacks. <laughs> So many snacks, and I'm not kidding. I think I went through them from like the first, from the whole of lockdown. I bought enough to last me the whole of lockdown. Yeah, I see. But not in a way that was like purposeful. I was like, yeah. oh, I'm gonna need, I would like top up my snack. Obviously, like I didn't buy literally to agree, like everything I needed <laughs> lockdown. I but like, I had a pack of 12s. Like, my mum bought me, I was like, just buy me chocolate, please. I just really fancy chocolate. And she bought me 12s, and I was like, you pick 12s of all things. What's wrong with a 12? It's just not what I anticipated. I thought like wow. she would bring me some Maltesers, not being ungrateful or anything. Yeah, I just think you choose Maltesers over trolls. Because trolls are just... Bro, your, your idea of essentials is different. <laughs> no, this isn't about essentials. This is just about like snacks. I like, I still went through, I like, I'm not kidding. I think it, I'm still eating the trolls because I don't like them that much. Uh, I will take them off you for no <laughs> cost anyway. <laughs> you have to pay for shipping, you live far. That's fine. I actually don't. We like literally live like an hour away, but okay. No. I, I think the weirdest part of lockdown for me was because we don't have a garden, that whole, we were t- like kind of talking, what are we going to do for lockdown? Are we going to stay here? Are we going to go back to like family home? And honestly, we were kind of going backwards and forwards. Literally, I watched Boris Johnson make that announcement and we were like, okay, we've just got to go. Then we've just got to drop everything and go. And that's what we literally did. We just kind of packed a bag up we already had stuff packed in boxes just in case it was going to go into lockdown and we went straight down to my dad's house um because he lives alone and it was kind of like oh I don't really want him being left on his own it also gives us a chance to you know have a garden and actually have some nice space to work in and I think lockdown was definitely tough for a lot of people and I know that I was so fortunate throughout lockdown to have a job and I didn't I had my job consistently the whole way through I had obviously food water shelter all the stuff that you need um but it was actually just so nice to kind of get those few extra months with my dad that I didn't think I'd ever have again I kind of I'd moved out before uni and it's very quick like you get kind of went to uni instantly then left uni and got my own place like I never went back and I think I just kind of didn't didn't think too much about it so it was really nice to go home and spend that time with my dad and kind of have him look after me again and have him cook for me and <laughs> so I think I think lockdown was tough. Like it obviously was tough for so many people, but if it hadn't have been for lockdown, 
like I genuinely spent more time with my dad during lockdown than I have in my whole life if you think about it we were stuck in a house together for what like seven weeks or something well we we stayed up there for we stayed down there sorry for seven weeks or so and then we had to come back because of Max's work um so I was down there for like literally seven weeks which as a consecutive thing that is the longest I've ever spent with him because obviously you go to school and stuff don't you so Mm -hmm. that was I'm really appreciative of that month well mine was a sticky situation (laughs) it was a sticky situation situation um, when was your lockdown? Like uh, it started like, yeah, late to mid March. Oh, okay. Mine was like around March, like 15 as well. That would have been just before but lockdown. I think two days before the lockdown, we were on another island. So this is when you were in the Philippines, right? Still, I was still on the Philippines. I was like there for three months holiday. So... <laughs> So, like, yeah, we got, um, we were on another island before that. So, if the lockdown was like even earlier, we would have been stuck there. So, okay. it's kind of good that, like, we got back to the like main city before lockdown, mm-hmm. or else I don't know what to do in Ireland. That would have been nice, but like, essentials and stuff will be hard. You got the sea. Yeah, you you honestly, throughout all of lockdown, I remember I was always being like cooped up and it was raining and it was cold. And then I'd go on Instagram and you'd be like in the sea of this like really nice blue water. Like actually looking at your love and life and just be like, oh no, you're so jammy. Well, though, because like um, it was pretty similar to like mm-hmm. what, well, like everyone, everyone in the world was in the same situation. Yeah, it was like a weird kind of, I think it's one of the first times I've actually felt very united with the rest of the world. Like, you see something on the news that's happening in another country, and it's like, oh, yeah, cool, that's happening in another country. But the fact that every single country was slowly going into these lockdowns, and you were seeing people on Instagram across the world, like different influencers or celebrities, all doing the exact same thing. And it was like one of the first times I think we've all been in like the same boat. We're all experiencing, obviously, in different ways, but we're all experiencing different, like, we're all experiencing the same, like, force if that makes sense yeah yeah definitely i'm just saying you two are the only probably the only people who didn't watch tiger king during lockdown. i watched tiger i know i didn't watch it during lockdown to be fair i watched it after lockdown oh, you did watch it i did watch it i just yeah i didn't watch it when i was at my dad would not have enjoyed tiger king but so we watched it when we came like literally as soon as we came back it was honestly like i remember when i because not to not like oh my god i watched it for everyone i weirdly had I go through mine uh, coming soon on Netflix and I put it as a reminder. So the day it came out, I just watched it. And I was looking on um, Twitter to see if there's any like memes about it and like not really anyone speaking about it. And I was like, okay, never mind. And then everyone was like, have you watched Tiger King? And I was like, yeah, yeah, I've watched it. But you know, when you've watched it, now you can't relate, sorry. Um, <laughs> <laughs> now go watch it. It was honestly the most dramatic roller coaster I've ever been on. It's just a bit, like, I remember you telling me to watch it. You were like, you've got to watch it. And I was like, well, what is it about? Because I like, like, a true crime kind of documentary. I love that stuff. And you were like, yeah, but it's more insane. Like, this happens and this happens. And I was like, I have no idea what you're doing. So we started watching it. And, yeah, that first episode, I was like, I did not connect at all. I was watching it and I was like, I'm not enjoying this, whatever. And we watched the next episode and it's like, uh, okay. And it just keeps 
like taking you down different routes each time you're like I swear this was about a tiger and now it's all of a sudden some sort of like deep crime murder whatever is it more than just like about tigers yeah Yeah, tigers are barely in it if you think what's his name joe exotic yeah joe exotic he is honestly so funny he's obviously a bit psycho but he runs like a uh private tiger zoo which is just insane yeah. I watched the first episode, didn't he? Yeah, so he runs the Tiger Zoo, and then, like, obviously, the whole plot of the documentary is that he is arrested for... He's arrested for, like, the... What's the word? He basically tries to pay someone to kill off Carol Baskin. Um, Carol Baskin? <laughs> <laughs> he pays someone to kill her off, and then, like, that doesn't happen until the end of the series. You know, the whole thing, you're like, okay, so what's this leading up to? And then someone gets, like, their arm bit off by a tiger, a worker... Um, Carol Baskin's husband disappears, and everyone's in the thing is the documentary is biased to the fact that it probably is her. It was her, is what they in the mm. Oh really? Wait, she fed him to the tigers. Um, <laughs> and then, oh my god, there's that song that he sings. I saw a tiger. Such a good song. I think that's my. I sing that to my dad during lockdown to annoy him. Um, and then all this other stuff happens. It's honestly mental. Mental. I would. Everyone was talking about it. So everyone but you watched it. Now. Yeah, I'm gonna. I'm gonna try and finish it. And now Carol Baskin's on Dancing with the Stars. So uh, I haven't Dancing with the Stars finished. I don't know. I just remember the rumors that she was going to be going into the jungle and then she didn't. I would have been. Did she went? So I actually did watch. I um because I think Cheer came out during lockdown as well. I can't remember what month. And yeah. the lady from Cheer the. Uh, the head coach is also on Dark Through Stars, but they made Carol. They made her. She danced in like leopard print and like she always danced in cat print mm. on the show. She's got to keep up her brand, Morgan. And she always danced to cat songs. What's new, Pussycat? Whoa! <laughs> exactly, it's her brand. So funny. Yeah, I think before we close off March, there was a lot of lockdown and a lot of fun things like tiger king that i think a lot of news just kind of got covered over and we didn't really hear about it until much later well i mean i definitely didn't hear about this one until later but um it was actually in march when the brianna taylor incident was so that was when um brianna taylor and her boyfriend were just kind of sleeping as you do um and then there was a police raid on her house because they thought that they had a link to two drug dealers Um, So the police were raiding the house. Then Brianna Taylor's boyfriend had like kind of shot at the door. And then the police officers just sort of shot back 25 shots, which killed Brianna Taylor. And I mean, I think it was literally only a couple months ago that anyone, I wouldn't even say justice to be fair. People were demanding justice throughout the whole of 2020, which I know we'll get into later. Um, There was lots of, I guess, protests about the whole Black Lives Matter movement and getting justice for Brianna. And ultimately, come October time, September, October time, we hear that the police officer has been charged. And it was like, oh, great. Yeah, finally, finally, there's justice. But actually, um, she was he was charged on one time endangerment, which was for firing into the neighbor's apartment. So nothing to do with the shooting, nothing to do with the murder, nothing to do with anything to do with Bianca Taylor or her house. It was the neighbors, which was the reason he was um, charged, which I think is just appalling. And I can't believe that. that. People who weren't affected by it got justice. Mm-hmm. And the person that died from it doesn't get anything. Mm. Literally. 
But that was March. I mean, that was before all the Black Lives Matter stuff actually really hit a big thing in 2020. So I know we'll touch on that a bit more later. Moving on to April, there was, it was definitely more still COVID central. Um, I think the cases in the world passed 1 million. Um, it was really sad actually to see how badly New York was affected by it because I have family in New York. And I think my cousins actually, I think two of my cousins actually caught it. And one of them works um, in, like she's a nurse, I think. Mm-hmm. And I'm pretty sure she said that like 30 or 40 people in her team had caught it and died from it. Wow. That was oh like, yeah, it was really crazy. Like the what was happening in New York, they literally just couldn't. They couldn't contain any of it. They couldn't treat as many people. They were. Didn't uh, New York have more cases in New York than there was in America? In like, yeah. it, I think it was like even more than that. I thought New York had like the most in the world at that point. Yeah. I th- oh my gosh, no. Because remember, this is this is going back to March really, really quickly. In March, when we were going into lockdown. When Italy went into lockdown, it was when I was like, oh, crap. Yeah. It was not good because they had, their cases were high. Their death count was scarily getting higher and higher and mm. higher. And then as soon as they hit lockdown and then I saw how bad New York got hit, I was like, oh, no. And we were seen to be two weeks behind Italy on everything. I was like, oh, no, this is not good. But then what really threw me off was the, of, it didn't throw me off, but it, like, it makes sense. But also I was kind of like, what the heck? Wuhan it went out of lockdown while we were in lockdown and the whole world was in lockdown and only Wuhan was out of it and I was like this is crazy obviously I think it early as well that, yeah exactly it makes sense because obviously their epi their like when it hit them it was like it was two months earlier but then you're sat there they were in lockdown for a long time yeah they were in like a proper proper lockdown as well like mm-hmm. not like it was zombie not like us it was like dead silence in Wuhan because you mm-hmm. just they had to really like um, keep it closed but I just thought it was crazy how we were all just chilling and that was just like one or two places I think there was other places in the world who hadn't caught it at that point yeah um, I don't think like all of Africa obviously like there's so many different countries in Africa I don't think every country in Africa had had at least one case by this point yeah there was lots of islands which had um, didn't have things which was like bigger some of the bigger islands as well mm. I thought it was crazy that it just felt so surreal that I knew we were going to be in lockdown longer than they'd said. But I was like, this is really... Mm. having to. I think the news was the worst part because everyone was fixated on listening to the news and what was happening in every country and who was who, um, how many people died in every country. And mm. it really became like... It became yeah. obsessive, I think. I think I got really obsessed with every single day just checking worldometers and seeing what the numbers were like in the UK, like, every single day. And I had to just say to myself, like, this is unhealthy. You're actually scaring myself now just by doing this. And I think we all just have to do that thing with just put your phone away for a day. Don't watch the news. And, I mean, we had started watching the news every day to kind of hear what's happening, and I think you needed to. But then, I like said, the news became so scaremongering that recently we've just been like going, no, we're not watching the news in the morning because it's just, we know what's going on. If something big happens, we get a breaking news update. Mm. That's all I need to know at this point. I think the weird thing in April though, was I don't remember Easter happening. You didn't? 
but it did but like obviously it happened oh my gosh yeah it did because my mum bought easter eggs for all the yeah. kids so they had my mum was still at school so she bought an easter egg for every child who was a key worker and they all That's got so one cute. And i was like where's my easter egg so i made a band with them and i don't think i ate them you're the worst it's because when you buy an easter egg you can tell it's like last year's easter egg yeah <laughs> because it just tastes like stale chocolate I think they stopped actually there. Because, like, for me, they stopped churches as well. Yeah, everything was, like, radio silent. It was so mm-hmm. weird. I went on more walks. In my, I think me and my dad, oh, we gosh, yeah. had to do 6,000 steps a day. So we just walked around the block for, like, an hour. And it was so annoying. But then we used to go on the common, which was really nice. That was literally, like, my dad... <clears throat> sorry. My dad, um, every day, walks 10,000 steps, at least. And that, that's his thing. Like, he gets out of the house and he'll do his 10,000 steps. And that's normally before, like, 7 a.m. He would have done oh, his 10,000 yeah, steps. That's crazy. Um, and then, so when we were down, um, it was like, okay, come on, out we get. And I have never walked so much in my life. And this was just around, like, our tiny town. It's not 10,000 steps worth of a town. So we were walking, like, all the way oh, to yeah. the, the furthest hills and around through a cemetery and all that. But you know what? I'm so glad I did because then I got back here and I haven't actually walked anywhere near as much. I don't think I've done 10,000 steps since April. I do like 7,000 a day, I think, now. I love I love doing so walk. Good. You love doing walk? <laughs> I'm, I love doing, I love going on walks. <laughs> it's quite harmless. Yeah, it actually is. I walk to, every day now, I walk from um, work to the station and it takes me 20 minutes. Mm. So I love a good walk, but I, I struggle now. Like, I think especially with being in lockdown, I can't, I struggle to just go out for a walk, especially now it's dark and cold. So I'm having to give myself a purpose to get outside because I don't need to walk anywhere. Like when I'm at work, I'm walking to different meetings, walking to the toilet, walking to the kitchen, just going for a walk to get up. But like, I've literally been working from home since March. Mm. I've been in these four walls. It's like, I don't have anywhere to go. So it's just, yeah, I have to be like, okay, let's not buy all the ingredients for this meal that we're going to have tonight. So I go and walk to Tesco after work, and it's the only like reason I'm actually getting out and going for a walk. It's yeah. gotten really bad. No, I prefer it, like, during um, springtime. Because mm-hmm. now it's cold now, and can't, can't be asked to go out. I feel that. Uh, what happened, else happened in April? So... I think this is one of the stories that I remember the most happening in April um, was the shooting in Nova Scotia. And I know that I remember it coming up as a breaking news. Um, and then I think I just follow a lot of Canadians on Instagram. But I saw like Ryan Reynolds and stuff was absolutely going all over it. But it was yeah April 18th to the 19th. Canada had the deadliest attacks in their whole history. Um, so the shooter had basically committed multiple shootings. He'd set fire to 16 different locations across Nova Scotia, um, which ultimately killed 22 people, um, injured three others, and then he was shot and killed. But he was on like a 13-hour rampage and they didn't catch him all this time because he was impersonating a police officer. So he was driving around in a replica police car. He was wearing a police uniform, um, all this stuff. And I mean, there was loads of, calls to the police saying uh this thing's happening and they just couldn't find him because he was in this police car um but yeah it was absolutely awful what he was doing he was setting fire and then basically shooting people as they were coming out from the buildings um yeah and that was the 
deadliest rampage in Canadian history. And if, I feel like it wasn't actually spoken that much about over here. I remember a couple breaking news things, but that was it. I don't yeah, know if you guys heard. Do they have a low crime rate as well in Canada? Canada, I mean, if that's, I think when you compare it to places like America, um, where we hear of these like shootings all the time, and then you see that as awful as it sounds, 22 people was the deadliest rampage in Canada. I think that says a lot about their crime rates. Oh, wow. Yeah, I've never heard of that one. Yeah. Um, yeah, following on that, uh, there's a lot of confusion as well and conspiracies about the dictator from North Korea, Kim Jong-un, being dead. I remember that. That was just really weird. I mean, Morgan, we know you love a conspiracy, so I'm sure you were all over this. I like, <laughs> I saw that he, obviously, again, I saw that it was speculated and I was like, well, there's no proof, so I guess we'll just yeah. have to wait and see. Why, why did people just assume that he's dead? I don't remember. Um, I, can't, I can't remember if there was, like, I think there was, he wasn't seen for a while, and then there, I feel like there was articles coming out that said he was dead, and it was like, wait, what, is he dead? And everybody was kind of like, oh, he's dead. And then they released this really weird video um, of him, and it was like, oh, he is alive. And, like, they released it to be like, oh, he, look, he's alive. But people were like how do we know this wasn't filmed beforehand? And this it was like this whole conspiracy around them just trying to hide the fact that he was dead. And there was rumours that he'd got COVID. And I don't know. I feel like it was definitely a thing which shows how much fake news kind of travelled around the internet because I think... I love, like, I love people think about it. I had to, like, declare the one, like, he's the one that's alive and well. It was just, I just remember seeing a really strange video, but that was that. I feel like April was quite a dull month for a lot of us, like you're saying, it was just kind of very COVID heavy, that we were all just kind of living it. Like, I don't actually remember too much about April, I feel like it was all quite a blur. Thank you.